0: It is the perfect segue to our guest and it sparked some discourse uh, in studio around whether or not, uh, you know, the uh, 18 bars that have been penned by Nas in the song I Can um, have sold us a lie, have sold us a dream of uh, believing in realities and believing in accomplishments that maybe are far reached. I don't know, but it is the first song of choice, the opener uh, by our guest presenter this morning, Amongi Singoto, who is the founder of Blackboard Africa and the author of My Big Name. She is a TEDx speaker. Um, she is an author. She is an activist um, and barely, barely out of her graduation gown. Uh, good morning to you, Among. How are you? Good morning to you, too. How are you? I'm fantastic. So, I mean, you've sparked some discourse, um, you know, some unintended discourse in studio with your choice (laughs) of song, Naz's I Know, Well, I Can. Um, Mm -hmm. For you, why was it? uh, Why is it a significant song? Why was it necessary to open up your conversation with this particular choice?
1: Um. So yeah, I, I think it's been a really big song in my life. My mom is a massive hip hop head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up listening to her music and this one really stuck with me just because of the messaging. Um, As a family, like, no matter where we were going, we'd usually be rapping along to this song. So Yeah, I just, I thought to share it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Uh, You know, as you said, your mom's a big hip-hop head. I I was busy. We've got some mutual friends, your mom and I, and I was diving down (laughs) your social media presence yesterday, and I thought, oh, so this is what children born of millennials, uh, look like, <laughs> sound like, and move in the world.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, it
0: must be also interesting for you, I think, uh, just as a young woman, uh, you mm-hmm. know, growing up in spaces and around people that are creatives, uh, not necessarily of mm. conventional thought pushing mm. boundaries and, and even redefining to a, a sense and challenging to a sense uh, social, cultural norms. It, it must have been definitely. an influence for you as a, as a child.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, so from my mom's side, she's a creative director, works really actively in the fashion space, and she's always just telling stories through imagery through you know visual mediums um so that's been always really amazing because she's pushed me to you know think outside of the box and tell stories and be creative in that aspect but Mm. you know then there was also my father who's like an engineer project manager Mm. very like atypical Mm -hmm. um but i think it was really nice to sort of have that balance um, when I started looking at how I wanted to sort of create my impact in the world, like mm. it's a mix of the creative, but also just finding practical, viable solutions. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, there were massive influences on me.
0: I love it. Um, so you founded Blackboard Africa at the tender age of 15, when most mm-hmm. 15-year-olds are preoccupied with you know, <laughs> love letters and you know, he loves me, he loves me not, she loves me, she loves me not. Uh, <laughs> and here you were frustrated by circumstances around you. Uh, firstly, what were those circumstances um, that caused frustration and, and and for you, what was then the solution?
1: Definitely. Um, I think I was exploring this um, with myself and just amongst my peers our experiences growing up as you know young Africans in this generation, mm. you know us wanting to define what that means for us mm. but also then being in certain spaces that, are actively um, encouraging you to leave that part of yourself at the door Mm. or to to hide it or to to not bring it into the space whether it be your language or your hair or your culture or anything like that so it was a really you know conflicting time especially when you're a young person trying to figure out who you are Mm. and there's this one part that's a really big part of who you are but you know you're not really getting the space to embrace it and even then you're not really sure what that means Mm. so I think it was just about creating a space for young Africans for us to just connect and figure out what we want our narrative to be as a generation Mm. Um, and then having those intergenerational conversations because I think we cannot pretend like we're the first ones to have tried to navigate this and tried to walk this walk so it was really just about leaning on mentors and and developing our leadership Um, yeah
0: I often find it uh, interesting when, when we talk about conversations like this um, you know when we talk about specific to black identities and you, you know the shifting mm-hmm. plates of culture and tradition with mm-hmm. every with every sort of generation um i, I often want to sort of pick the brains particularly of gen x um to be on some when, when you are raised by millennials who themselves thought that there were shape shifters and to to a large degree are shape shifters um mm-hmm. and challenges mm-hmm. of norms what what mistakes or flaws does your generation see and in discussions in rooms where you move with your organization what are some of the mistakes and flaws perhaps that have come up as as sort of challenging how you are going to do things a little bit differently or how you're going to shape the conversation a little bit differently versus how your mom myself and your dad for instance would have shaped the conversation
1: Mm-mm. Um, I will say, I think this generation is, like, radically inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes, and I don't think all the time, because the whole, you know, intention behind, you know, culture and heritage is it's supposed to be about community. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are individuals and identities that exist outside of that. So Mm -hmm. I think our generation's real, um, you know, initiative is to bring everybody into that. You know, I think we want to exist in the modernity of tradition in the sense that we can appreciate it and we can appreciate the history and, and the lineage that has come with it, but we can also... Um, adopted in ways that are practical for our lives mm. and for for our existence. So I think that's really been our agenda, mm. um, at least for me. Um, I think we've just been really trying to shift um, the lens in terms of just making sure that different identities are represented in these spaces and across the board.
0: Yeah, it is the brilliant mind of uh, Among Simoto, who joins me on the line, founder of Blackboard Africa and author of My Big Name, Uh, having a conversation with her this morning as our guest presenter in the final hour of the show. I love what you said about your generation being, uh, you know, radicalist and Mm. and really unapologetic and i think one sees that one sees that coming out in so many ways one sees that um in how you'll occupy space you know one looks at creatives like the tabima gugus for instance Mm. who Mm. who are doing what a lot a lot of people may have imagined or dreamt of but are Mm. are literally just out there going well how dare i not um and that seems to be the ethos that by which you'll move as Gen Z.
1: Definitely, definitely. I think we're very much occupying space um, across the board, mm-hmm. and I think we're 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 very much claiming our stake at you know opinion making at, at you know decision making tables. Mm. So I think a lot of the times it's like let's listen to the youth, let's listen to the youth, and you know they don't really have that impact or we don't let them have that impact but Mm. I think our generation is very much like whether you want to or not we're kind of going to make you have to listen um which you know anyone can feel any way about it but Mm. I think there's definitely a significance in our voice and it needs to be actively heard in in important spaces um so definitely yeah
0: Mm-mm. I love how you say, um, you know, you put the disclaimer out there in, in a very subtle and assertive manner to be like, well, you can feel whatever you want to feel about it. <laughs> 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 because, I, you know, it, it is the kind of approach that might get pushed back from time to time mm-hmm. from generations past as as you sort of bridge yeah, those gaps uh, across generations and, and, and across the intersectionalities of life, because People aren't used to that very direct, very assertive, uh, very... And, you know, I always said, like, it is particularly of African culture, we, we use the word humility as a weapon, mm-hmm. as a weapon mm-hmm. to say, you know, you must be passive and you must be soft mm-hmm. in your approach and apologetic. Mm-hmm. And,
1: mm-hmm. But
0: you guys are like, no, 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 wait, humility means what it means. But I, yeah. I will still assert and take up space and vocalize Definitely. and you can feel what you want to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love it.
0: It. <laughs> um, I'm thinking right now. Just looking at the time, Amonge. Let's just take a quick break, and then we'll come back and continue our conversation. Uh, allow you some time to take a sip of of uh, something just to lubricate uh, the uh, tonsils. Then we'll come back and continue our conversation because I want to find out a little bit more about the specific programs that you've undertaken under the banner of Blackboard Africa. It is Jet Set uh, Breakfast with myself, Bridget Masinger, right here on it. SAFM.
1: The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM, destination unknown.
0: It is indeed uh, the Jet Set Breakfast. Uh, you're hanging out with myself, Bridget, and we've got a couple more minutes uh, to still bond between now and 10 o'clock. My final guest for this Sunday is our guest presenter, uh, Among uh, Simuoto, who is the founder of Blackboard Africa, as well as the author of My Big Name, and we'll talk about that book in uh, just a matter of minutes. But before we go any further, Amonga, do you want to do the uh, honours of contextualising for us your second song, uh, Why Khalees Featuring Andre 3000? (laughs)
1: Um, This is just my really fun song. I absolutely love it. Like if I ever need to like get into the zone or just really get myself hyped up um, when I'm making big speeches. Um, yeah, makes me feel like a million bucks. So it's, it's
0: got, got nothing fun. to do with Khalees having almost a resonant spirit to yours. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> All righty, uh, let's get straight into it. Khalees featuring Andre 3000 with Millionaire.